from Lisbon in sunny Portugal, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Jonah Tree Bosser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people making this world a better place. Today we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal. We are broadcasting from the cavernous House of Friendship in the Fiera Internacional de Lisboa. Join us for the next half hour as we talk with Rotarians from around the world about the great things they are doing to serve humanity. We're delighted now to welcome to Radio Rotary Rotarian Mike Curran of Reading, Massachusetts. And uh, he's here in the Rotary uh, International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, to talk about uh, the uh, tragedy of Alzheimer's disease. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Good to be here, John. We're delighted to have you. Now, tell us, what is Rotary doing about Alzheimer's disease, which, uh, as we know, um, causes someone's mind to fade away over time and uh, touches practically every family? Well, what we've discovered over the last two years is that there are many clubs around the world that are doing something about this issue, but there's nothing pulling it all together. So uh, several of us have applied for Rotary Action Group status, and we hope to hear in the next month whether we'll be awarded that status. Our hope is to create, uh, as an action group, an impetus uh, and a website where we will have information that will collect uh, all this activity from around the globe, make it available to everybody. Now, of course, Rotary is famous for its attack on polio to eliminate polio around the world, and they've gone from 1,000 polio cases uh, a year, or a day, I should say, 1,000 polio cases a day to just a handful now every year. Wouldn't it be great if uh, Rotary uh, expended that same effort and stamped out Alzheimer's? Well, that's certainly a dream of ours. Uh, I represent uh, my day job when I'm not a Rotarian is uh, an organization called Cure Alzheimer's Fund, and we are raising money to invest in research that we believe is groundbreaking research from all over the world uh, to advance a cause for a cure and actually for prevention. Um, we believe that's possible. Uh, our lead scientist uh, is at Mass General Hospital from Harvard University, uh, Dr. Rudy Tanzi. Uh, we believe that the genetic research and the research on new compounds that might interrupt the disease process are very, very promising. But in the meantime, as we know, care of the patient with Alzheimer's is really very important. We hope that the action group will collect all kinds of support programs that are going on around the world. For instance, my club in Reading, Massachusetts, we fund, uh, we actually hold our meetings at a center for the aged, and they have a Alzheimer's unit there. So the Rotary uh, Club raises money for that unit. We know that's going on all over the world. Last year when we met in Bangkok, we ended up introducing people in a, in a meeting we had who stayed in touch with each other and have actually visited each other's cities, one from South America, one from Indiana, sharing information on how to care for these patients. So it's pretty exciting. Mike, if people at home want to learn more about uh, Alzheimer's disease or if they're caring for someone and need some support and help, can you uh, suggest any websites? There are many really very good websites. If you're interested in research, medical research and prevention uh, and what we're doing, it's curealz.org, C-U-R-E-A-L-Z dot O-R-G. Certainly the Alzheimer's Association, if you're living in the United States, uh, has a lot of information. Uh, your specific country... I don't have that information, but when we're a Rotary Action Group, we'll have a directory of all of those uh, sites. 
Well, Rotarian Mike Curran of Reading, Massachusetts, thank you so much for everything you're doing to combat the scourge of Alzheimer's disease, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thanks, Jonah. Thanks very much. Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Diana Krajewski of Blairstown, New Jersey Rotary Club, and she's uh, here today in Lisbon uh, talking about the Dictionary Project. Good morning, Diana. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, Jonah. Thank you so much. It's beautiful here in Lisbon at the Rotary Conference. It is, certainly, and you've got a beautiful project called the Dictionary Project. What's that all about? Uh, the Dictionary Project's mission is to provide each child in the world with their own dictionary. It improves a child's literacy skills, their verbal and written communication skills. In the United States, we provide each child in the third grade, an eight-year-old, with a dictionary. And around the world, we work with club partners to get dictionaries into the hands of children, schools, and libraries. And we talk about a dictionary. It's the old old-fashioned kind that's made in a book with pages and paper, not something to look up on the computer. Absolutely. It does not need a battery, does not need a network, and you hold it in your hands, and it is the personal property of the child that we give it to. Of course, we're joking around about uh, computer research, but uh, do kids still use dictionaries, still use books, or are they all looking it up online, those that can afford it? Well, we get that question often, and yes, those that can afford it, look it up online. However, when the lights go out, when a hurricane hits, when we lose power, we can still access our paper dictionary, and we don't have to share it with our siblings. And we, of course, we know, Diana, that um, literacy is so important because literacy leads to uh, a more productive life and a better uh, economic situation, and poverty leads to uh, more poverty, especially if you're not literate. So uh, this is a very important project. If people at home would like to know more about the uh, Dictionary Project, do you have a website? We certainly do, and anyone can go to www.dictionaryproject.org. Well, Diana Krajewski of Blairstown, New Jersey Rotary Club, thanks so much for everything you're doing for childhood literacy, and thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you so much. Our guest now on Radio Rotary is Jack Seufer. Uh, he lives in Portugal. He is originally from Sweden. He's a Rotarian. And he's uh, here for Rotarians for a Better Environment. Good morning, Jack, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Good morning. So what are Rotarians doing to make our environment better? Oh, there are several problems. Programs, uh, mainly about water. My club is working mainly with uh, cleaning water for poor schools far away in Mexico, which means that we purchase tanks and uh, special filters and pumps and guarantee that, that there is quite a lot of clean water, not only for the students, not only for the teachers, but also for the families. This way, when the families come to the school to collect clean water, the teachers have the possibility to give certain environmental uh, ideas and practices and show best practices to the families. In this way, they can bring into their own homes best practices regarding environment. If folks at home would like to learn more about this, uh, do you have a website? Uh, yes, in our website there is more information, but uh, this is not the only only program we have. We have also about solar panels, solar energy, and that is uh, a Norwegian project which is supporting solar panels, solar uh, centers for mainly for South Africa. Again, schools far away in South Africa where uh, this uh, 
solar energy is coming also to some of the families. In this way, the family may have, for instance, a refrigerator, which means that they can keep milk from their cows or from their sheep and sell that that milk. So it's not only for electricity, it's also for guaranteeing a better produce so they can sell their production. Well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, Jack, um, can you give us the website for people who might might want more information? Yes, it's uh, www and uh, uh, fellowship uh, rotary fellowship for environment dot org. Rotary Fellowship for Environment.org. Jack Seufer of uh, Portugal. First of all, let me say we've had a great time in your country. All the people are very friendly. The the people the, the architecture is beautiful. The people are friendly. The food is great. We're delighted to be here, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you, and have a nice convention and a, a very nice Rotary year. Thanks so much. And we'll be back with more of our coverage of the 2013 Rotary International Convention from Lisbon, Portugal, after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, Men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's Shelter boxusa.org It's Ribfest time. Time to enjoy Hudson Valley's famous barbecue food event now in its ninth big year. Join us for loads of fun Saturday and Sunday, August 17th and 18th at the Ulster County Fairgrounds. There'll be vendors too. And food. Cooking demonstrations. And food. Special attractions for the kids. And did we mention food? And new this year on Friday night, August 16th, the exciting country kickoff concert featuring Phil Vassar, Chris Jansen, and Samantha Landrum. Gates open at 5 p.m. for the fabulous food, and the concert starts at 7 p.m. Tickets online are 20 bucks. Free live entertainment on Saturday and Sunday, too, so save the dates August 17th and 18th for Highland Rotary's Hudson Valley Rip Fest and enjoy entertainment, cooking demonstrations, award-winning barbecue, and more. Fun for all ages. For more information, contact www.hudsonvalleyribfest.org. That's hudsonvalleyribfest.org. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trivoisa speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, where over 25,000 Rotarians from 164 different countries are meeting to share ideas on how to make the world a better place. 
Our guest now on Radio Rotary is David Price of the E-Club of London Centenary in England. Good morning, David, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Hi, Jonah. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, uh, you're involved with something called N-Polio Now, and I'm a little bit surprised because, in the United States at least, polio ended in the 1950s through the miracle of the Salk and Sabin vaccine. Why are we still talking about polio here in the 21st century? You're absolutely right, Jonah. In most of the Western world, it has been eradicated a long time ago. But unfortunately, in many countries, it still persists. And right now, whilst 95% or 99% of polio cases have now been uh, reduced, there are still cases in three countries, in in, uh, Pakistan, in Afghanistan, and in Nigeria. Now, uh, I, of course, remember uh, when the Salk and Sabin vaccines came in, and you have on display here a very frightening-looking item, which I remember from my childhood visiting uh, a friend in the hospital. It's called an iron lung. And for the folks at home, let me describe it. The front looks like a commercial uh, washing machine. It's about six foot long. It looks like a torpedo tube from a submarine, and people used to be put in there David, isn't it correct? And they would create a vacuum just to make their lungs lungs work. Absolutely right, yes. And for some people, they would be confined to to the iron lung for for most of their time. Now, of course, the most famous polio victim in the United States was uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He was uh, crippled by polio, could not walk on his own. He didn't have to be in an iron lung. So polio affects people different ways. That's right, yes. And in fact, it can affect people later on in life as well, uh, when it it can recur. Uh, They call that post-polio syndrome. That's correct. Now, what is Rotary doing to finally stamp out polio once and for all? I know we've gotten a lot of help from Bill Gates of Microsoft fame. Uh, you're absolutely right. And it's a, it's a group effort between uh, Rotary, between Bill Gates and the World Health Organization and UNICEF. And they are now, uh, they've just produced a six-year plan to try and eradicate polio within the, within the next six years. To uh, end cases within three years, and then you need another three years uh, of, of no polio cases to be declared a polio free world. Well, we've certainly done that with other things like smallpox and other diseases, so I think we can look forward to finally stamping out polio once and for all. If folks at home would like to know more about um, Rotary's fight against polio, could you give us the website, please? Yes, of course. There's a couple of websites. There's the npolionow.org website, and there's some great initiatives they can also take involved, uh, get involved with. There's uh, at a website called www.rotarycrocus.com. David Price of the E-Club of London Centenary in England, thank you so much for everything you're doing to end polio around the world, and thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. My pleasure, Dona. Thank you. Thank you. Well, here we are in Lisbon, Portugal, in the middle of the cavernous house of friendship, and there is an SUV with a pair of eyeglasses on the front, and the Rotary International Wheel on all four of the tires, and we're going to speak to David Millard of Salt Lake City, Utah, Rotary Club, and find out what this is all about. Uh, Good morning, David, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Thanks for talking with me. So what's with the big SUV with with the sunglasses on front? Publicity. We are going to be entering this vehicle in the Mongol Rally, which begins July 13th out of London and goes to Mongolia. 
And along the route, we hope to uh, raise awareness for eyesight. Uh, the goal is to uh, raise money for charity vision and return eyesight to those uh, of the 20 million people we've identified that are blind that don't need to be. So anything we can do to raise money and awareness, that's what the vehicle's for. Now, it's got, you have an amazing sign on your desk here, eye surgery for $10. How do you do that? We have arranged uh, through contributions and uh, dealing directly with the manufacturers that they will provide or we will provide to clinics and doctors a surgical pack, which includes everything you need, the, the optic uh, for the eye, the lenses, the knife, the sutures, everything for $10. So simply for $10 you can give someone their eyesight back. It's amazing. And what kind of eye problems are we talking about? Glaucoma, cornea, cataracts? Mostly cataracts. That seems to be the most common thing that's uh, easily repairable. It takes 20 minutes to return someone's eyesight to them. And, but they're also doing you know other parts for the eyes, but mostly cataracts. And if the folks at home would like to hear more about this or learn more about it, uh, do you have a website? We certainly do. They can go to Drive for Sight. That's Drive, the number four, sight.org. Or we also have the charityvision.org, uh, either of those. You can find information and donate money for the cause. Well, David Millard of Salt Lake City, Utah Rotary, thank you for what you're doing to save sight around the world, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. My pleasure, Jonah. We are indeed privileged and honored to have with us this morning on Radio Rotary the renowned humanitarian and primatologist, Dr. Jane Goodall. Dr. Goodall, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Oh, good morning, and uh, it's nice to be back again. Yes, we had the pleasure of speaking in Birmingham. Um, Dr. Goodall, what message do you bring today to the 20,000 Rotarians from 164 countries who've assembled here in Lisbon, Portugal? Well, I think I bring a message uh, that we have gone pretty far in destroying this beautiful planet. And I don't believe we are yet at the point of no return, although there are many biologists who would disagree with me. And, uh, you know, so... I do have reason for hope. And so what I'm sharing with the Rotarians is my reasons for hope and the fact that we'll never really get out of the mess unless we start realizing collectively the difference we make if we think about the consequences of the little choices we make each day. Of course, many of my listeners remember when uh, you had a television series on public television uh, a few years ago, and you almost had rock star status. Uh, you were very popular. And uh, your field is primatology. What's the relation between the chimpanzees that uh, you've studied and become world-renowned for and man? They are our closest living relatives. They uh, differ from us genetically in the structure of DNA by only just over 1% and similarities in the immune system and so forth. And then in behavior, kissing, embracing, holding hands, patting one another on the back. Um, unfortunately, they have a dark side like we do and they're capable of violence and brutality, but they also show love, compassion, and altruism. So basically, what they've taught us is that we are not the only beings on the planet with personalities and minds capable of thinking and knowing happiness, sadness, fear, despair, and so forth. And it teaches us there's not a sharp line dividing us from the rest of the animal kingdom. And it makes us think 
perhaps with a little concern about the ways we use and abuse so many other amazing animal beings every day. Now, you mentioned that uh, you feel there's still hope for the, for the planet and uh, that we as human beings are uh, soiling our own home and, and the overconsumption of environmental resources and pollution. What are some of the suggestions that you would have for our listeners to help the Earth be a better place? Well, it, it really is, you know, thinking about what you do each day. Like, what do you buy? Learn a bit. Where does it come from? How was it made? Did it involve cruelty to animals or inflict suffering on humans? Was it destructive to the environment? Could you make a better purchase? And also, you know, thinking about how you get from A to B. Perhaps you could walk instead of using the car and air conditioning. Do you need it so so cold or so hot or whatever it happens to be? And lights. Do we need all the bright lights that everybody puts on all the time when the sun's streaming through the window? So little things may seem small, but when billions of people are making those same decisions for the good of the environment and the future, you start to get change. And, of course, some people can make much much greater impact each day it depends on your position in society. And you've t- undertaken to uh, educate the next generation in your Roots and Shoots program. What's that all about? Roots and Shoots is a program that began with 12 high school students in 1920, uh, 1991 and it's just been 21 years old and it basically involves young people sitting down and themselves talking about what they see wrong in the world around them, particularly close to home. And between them, choosing three projects, actual actions that they can take to make things better for people and for the environment and for animals. And there's a theme of let's learn to live in peace and harmony, not only with each other, where we have a long way to go, but also with the natural world. So a program that began with 12 high school students is now in over 130 countries. It's got thousands and thousands of active groups, and the members are from preschool all the way through university and actually beyond. Dr. Jane Goodall, if our listeners at home want to learn more about your work or about the Roots and Shoots program, uh, could you please share with us your website? It's uh, very simple, www.janegoodall.org or uh, rootsandshoots.org. Dr. Jane Goodall, thank you so much for everything you do for our planet and for people around the world, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to send the message even further. Thank you. We've had a delightful time at the Rotary International Convention here in Lisbon, Portugal, and I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed bringing this to you. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Portugal.
Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business.